Hello, so today I am talking about Taylor Jenkins Reid and her novel, Daisy Jones and the Six. Now, I wasn't even planning on reading this book, but I found out Amazon Prime is about to release an adaptation. I think it's a limited series or mini series, whatever they're calling it. <laughs> but yeah, so they're about to release that. So I figured I probably will watch it. So why not read the book and see what this is all about? Okay. <laughs> I think I'm probably like one of five people who haven't read this book. So <laughs> we're gonna talk about it, okay? Hello, my name is Tamika, and whether you stumbled upon Junkie for a Story or are here by intention, thank you for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed this video, and if you do, please give it a like and subscribe by the end of the video, and hit the bell for notifications so you won't miss new videos when they are released. And now, on to the video. So, Daisy Jones and the Six is a fictional tale about a band who peaked in the 70s before drug addiction and broken hearts forged a wedge in the relationships of the bandmates. Now, this book is, is kind of... If, Okay, so <laughs> let me get my thoughts together. I was a little unsure about this book because in the, I think the synopsis or somewhere I read, it was calling the band iconic. And I was listening on audio and there was a couple of different author's notes throughout, <laughs> which further confused me because it was calling the band iconic and it implied that it's based on a true story yet it says it's fictional and it sounds like it's the the Taylor Jenkins Reid is the daughter of I think Billy or somebody <laughs> I can't even remember but Taylor Jenkins Reid the author she would have some author notes inserted throughout the story as this story is being told. And the story is being told kind of in a documentary style inter interview kind of way. So it, it kind of feels like VH1 behind the music. It feels like an episode of that. <laughs> so you have the bandmates coming together to talk about their rise to fame in the 70s and what led to the breakup that, you know, caused them to go in different separate directions. And I just don't, uh, <laughs> I don't get why the author is calling them iconic, but I never heard of them. Anyway, there's some confusion there. <laughs> Because I thought we reserved the word iconic for, you know, people who are known by, you know, more than five people. So, <laughs> I don't know. I never heard of Daisy Jones in the Six. So, I don't know. Moving on. So, I 
thought since probably everyone has reviewed this book already, I figured I would do something different. And instead of doing a, a typical review, I would instead talk about some bands and rock stars that we all know about who have gone through some similar situations that are highlighted in the story of Daisy Jones and the Six. All right, so first up, well, let me tell you who Daisy Jones is, or at least how she is described in the book, right? So Daisy Jones, <laughs> she is described as this gorgeous woman who everyone the guys want to sleep with and the girls want to be friends with. She's that kind of a girl and she is carefree, kind of naive, but this is in the beginning. She's like 16-ish or something. So it, it's understandable that she's naive, right? But she, she is just kind of portrayed as naive at that point. And she has gone through a rough, childhood um some would say she was neglected <laughs> and it was in her childhood that she developed substance abuse problems which she battled throughout her adulthood as well so that's daisy jones right and she before she lakes up with the six she is on her own as a singer songwriter and she is said to be very talented and a great songwriter which reminds me of Lenny Kravitz because now I'm not really a Lenny Kravitz fan not that I'm you know hating on him or anything it's just I know whatever was out on the radio okay that's how I know his music. But I do remember he was one of those artists who always got his respect from day one. Like, nobody questioned Lenny Kravitz. Okay? <laughs> I think everyone was in agreement that Lenny Kravitz was a pretty talented guy. So the difference is that Daisy is a woman. He's a man, right? But he got his respect just, I would say, from the jump. And then I think he's... He, there's some historical um, monumental moments in his career, but one of them is that I think he was the winner for three consecutive years for some award. Was it a Grammy? For It was either the Grammys or the Billboard for Male Artist of the Year. I will look that up, right? <laughs> I should have done that, right? But yeah, so he always got his respect, which is contrary to Daisy Jones, who, even though she is seen, she is received as a talented artist, but she had a different reception. <laughs> as a young woman, especially, she was like in her late teens, I think, when she kind of stumbled upon the music scene. And so, yeah, she got played around with and 
it wasn't the same reception, okay? She really had to fight to prove herself. And even then, she never quite got the recognition that her talent was deserving of. All right, and then next we have Fleetwood Mac, okay? Now, the reason why I chose Fleetwood Mac... <laughs> so, in Daisy Jones and the Six, there is a tumultuous romantic relationship. Well, there's actually two. So there is Daisy Jones and Billy Dunn. And there also is Graham and I think Karen was the other woman. And they're, they're all in the group. They're all Daisy Jones and the Six. So there was two different romances uh, between different bandmates. Okay? And both of them go through some very hard times. <laughs> very, very hard, intense situations within the relationships. And it reminded me of Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham, who are in the iconic and legendary Fleetwood Mac. So Stevie Jones, I mean, <laughs> Stevie Nicks, is also a, a woman who went on to have a solo career. So she was in the band, but she also had her own solo career. So she's equally known for being in Fleetwood Mac and for her own success as a solo artist. But she and Lindsay, they had a romantic relationship decades ago, right? And then they both have since, you know, gone on to, you know, other affairs. I believe Lindsay was married for like 20 years or so. I don't, I don't, one time I read he was going through a divorce, but I'm not sure if that's still the case. But the point is, Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham, they have separated, right? But they still maintain the relationship within the Fleetwood Mac band. However, <laughs> it has been a rocky road, okay? <laughs> So, the last time I read, I think they did kick Lindsey Buckingham out of the band. That was in more recent years, but I don't know if that's still the case. I mean, they tend to go through ups and downs frequently, so, <laughs> but it, it, that is a very intense relationship, although I will say, if you are wanted to learn how to play guitar, do not, <laughs> do not watch any videos of Lindsey Buckingham. He will make you want to quit, okay? Because he, he is a genius when it comes to guitar play. I mean, he makes the guitar sound like a completely different instrument. I don't know how he does it, but he is pretty amazing. So, yeah, I, I remember, I think it was Rolling Stones or someone did a top 100 guitarist. I don't know where Lindsey was on that list, but it, he wasn't number one, so he was in the wrong place, okay? <laughs> I saw him in a YouTube video. It was, it was a live performance, and it was mind-blowing how he plays the guitar. But anyway... Their rocky relationship, Stevie Nicks and Lindsay 
Buckingham. Now that that's one worth having one of those. Um, you know how they do those. I don't know what they call those biographies. Like for, I don't even know if they still call it like made for TV or whatever it is. But somebody should do <laughs> make a movie about their actual history. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So then the next one is Bon Jovi. Okay, I love Bon Jovi. And I think I recently read that. So I didn't even realize that Richie Sambora left or I don't know if he left on his own or if he was put out of the group, but apparently he's not in the group anymore. <laughs> so yeah. <sighs> Bon Jovi, they have gone through it. And this kind of reminds me of the situation with Daisy Jones where she talks about in the interview. They they all um, come together for this interview, but I don't think they're together. They're just whoever the documentarist or interviewer, they're talking to each bandmate about their times in the band. And one point Daisy like it, it's told in flashbacks and there's one point where Daisy before I guess they were the band so there was the six who was touring by themselves right but they weren't quite a big deal you know and they wanted to be you know a legendary like headlining band but they weren't. And then they saw Daisy Jones and how, you know, sensational she was. And so they were tossing around the idea to bring her on um, as a band member. And, you know, some some people were for it. Some people were against it. But it kind of reminded me um, the situation with her songwriting. And she was talking about how she wasn't getting quite the credit she felt she deserved for writing her own songs. And I remember when Bon Jovi was on Oprah. Was it Oprah? Well, I, I don't know. They, they've been on Oprah and then they, they were on other shows, obviously. But it, I kind of got the impression that Richie Sambora felt like he wasn't getting his respect for co-writing a lot of Bon Jovi's hits. So I think everybody kind of looks at John Bon Jovi as instrumental to the band's success because he's the lead singer. He's, you know, the, the face of the band, but he's, he's probably the more well-known of the band. Obviously, people tend to know the lead singer, but also he's seen more as the one who wrote the hits, he kind of gets more of the respect and recognition, I guess. But I believe John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora wrote most of their hits together. And so I, I, it kind of sounded like in interviews and different places, it sounded like Richie was feeling like he wasn't getting the same equal respect as 
John Bon Jovi for writing many of their hits. And so that reminded me of Daisy Jones and her triumphs as a woman in the industry who is a singer and songwriter. And then when she joined the band, I wouldn't say a lot of the credit went to Billy, but they did treat her like the naive singer songwriter who needs a man to, you know, sort of manage her. <laughs> That's kind of what I got from that story. And then there is Rage Against the Machine. So I put them in here because I forget. Now, I, I don't know much about this band, but I remember there was an interview I read. Yeah, I think it was Grunge on Grunge.com. So I forget. I'm sorry, I, I can't think of the lead singer's name. I'll put it on the screen if I find it. <laughs> Forgive me, okay? But, so, Rage Against the Machine, the lead singer, he just quit. He quit the band because of the MTV Awards, or at least that's what I was reading. <laughs> the band, they had some ridiculous appearance on the MTV Awards <laughs> and I think that was just like the last straw it wasn't like that was the only thing they did it was just he was just like I, I got to go <laughs> uh, but yeah I'm not even going to speculate what was going on behind the scenes but I do no, from what I read, I mean, th there was a lot of issues going on. And so it reminded me of Daisy, Daisy Jones and the Six when Billy um, was being provoked by an interviewer who was looking for a more salacious story than what he was giving him. <laughs> and so the interviewer basically said, you know, if you don't give me something better, then I'm going to print this other story. And so... Under pressure, Billy gave some unflattering statements about Daisy Jones, which didn't sit well with her, and that caused friction <laughs> and tension when they went out on tour. So, yeah, stuff goes down, okay? <laughs> so, I do want to bring up a point that is addressed in the Daisy Jones and the Six story. Daisy Jones, well, not Daisy herself, but she, along with other people, a part of the band, they go through their ups and downs with addiction. And there is a point in the story where Billy, the guitarist, he went into rehab after the birth of his daughter and I kind of don't, well, I'll just say I take issue with the way it was written because it kind of gives this fairy tale idea that people who 
battle with addiction, it's a choice because it, it paints Billy as someone who just decided to go to rehab and then everything went well. And it that kind of perpetuates the belief that drug addicts are selfish and they just choose to be drug addicts. And I don't agree with that. So I do want to mention that if that might be a sensitive topic for some people, it does make it look very fairy tale <laughs> where he his daughter is born and then he just decides, oh, I need to be free of drugs for her and be a good dad. So I'm going to go into rehab and everything's going to be better now. And it just, I don't know, it, it, it rubbed me the wrong way because I am someone who has family members who struggle with drug addiction. And I know it's not that simple and cut and dry. Like you just make a decision and then your life just does a 360. <laughs> and that's kind of how it looked on the page to me. So yeah, did want to mention that. And then the last one would be the band Heart. So this is the band with the two sisters, Nancy and Anne Wilson. So anyway, uh, I think Nancy is the one with the pipes. Nancy is the one, she's like four octave range and, you know, she can blow, okay? And then uh, her sister is the one who plays guitar and I, I think she's a multi-instrumentalist. I believe that's what I learned about her. I mean, I, I've watched documentaries over the years of, about that band. So I think she is a multi-instrumentalist. And she also did the score of a movie. I can't remember which movie it was because she was married to, oh gosh, is it Cameron? Anyway, I'm not going to say, I don't want to. <laughs> she was married to a someone who's a well-known film director. I can't think of his name, so I don't even want to say and get it wrong. But they have since divorced. But during that marriage, I think she helped out on some film scores. Anyway, those two women come to mind because they have gone through ups and downs within their personal and professional relationships because they've had musicians come in and out with the band. Um, they've also had personal relationships with musicians within the band, and that caused them to make some shifts. <laughs> and then there is the relationship between the two sisters, which over the years has been quite tumultuous, okay? And it is devastating to watch because they're sisters. You know, you don't want to see that with the sisters, okay? But so I think the last time I read about them, one of them called the cops on the other one because of a altercation with the children. I think the sisters was getting into it about the children. I don't know what went down, but that kind of reminded me of towards the end of the book, uh, Camila. Is it Camila? I think it's Camila. Camila is the one who's married to Billy. Billy Dunn, who is who was the front man of the six. And I guess still is the front man of the six, but, you know, with Daisy Jones now. 
So, Billy Dunn. He married Camilla, but Daisy and Billy had a relationship, sort of. <laughs> if you could call it that, okay? So, prior to the marriage, you know, they had their romantic affair, dealing, whatever situation you want to call it. And then, you know, he got married. He, he and Camilla had two girls. And as the band went on to, you know, tour and everything else, um, there, there were still kind of unresolved feelings there between Billy and Daisy. But Camilla was like, this is my man. I'm holding on, okay? <laughs> and so towards the end of the book, she has a heart-to-heart. Camilla has a heart-to-heart with Daisy and basically lets Daisy know, you know, I ain't going nowhere. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, this is my man. These are my kids. We ain't going nowhere. So you might as well make a decision, okay? So (laughs) it's kind of a heart-to-heart, but not really. Anyway, yeah, if you want to learn more about what happens in that story, well, obviously, you know what you can do. Pick up the book. I will leave a link in the description to the bookshop if you want more information about the book, Daisy Jones and the Six. And I don't remember, I think I read it's the end of October when the limited series will be on Prime. I'm not familiar with the cast, so I'm not even going to say who's in it. (laughs) I don't really know those names, but it might be good. It might not. And then, oh, I did want to mention Stevie Nicks. I wonder if she has a biography. (laughs) Because I I recently read she sold her music rights. I I don't know if it was her entire catalog or what. But she is so interesting. I just love her. I would love to see a movie about her. But anyway, someone, I thought there was someone on my list who had a biography coming out. You know what? If I, I'm going to do some research and find out if any of the bands I mentioned have biographies coming out. I thought I read something, but maybe I'm getting mixed up. If so, I will put it on the screen here for you to see. But anyway, yeah, that's going to do it for this one. So like, comment, subscribe if you choose. I hope you enjoyed this video. Thank you so much for listening and watching. And yeah, tell me, do you like fiction novels that have the plot around like a band or Hollywood? I noticed some people seem to not like those kind of stories, but... I liked this one. I I will say I did like it because I was putting off reading Daisy Jones and the Six, but I think because it's so popular, I felt like the hype might ruin the experience, you know? (laughs) But when I finally got around to reading it, I did enjoy it, and it does have a strong 70s music vibe about it. You know, like she, the author Taylor Jenkins Reid, she did nail that vibe, in my opinion, Not that I was there, but (laughs) I mean, it it felt authentic to me, but normally I don't pick up books about 
fiction novels about like rock bands. I don't generally read those, but this one was pretty good. So yeah. All right, I'm gonna get out. That's it. Thank you again. And I hope you're having a good one. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.